0: Welcome to the Self Esteem and Confidence Mindset with me, Johnny Pardo. Welcome back to the Self Esteem and Confidence Mindset podcast with me, Johnny Pardo. Today, I welcome a power couple to the show. I welcome Bodana and Roman, where we're going to be talking about holistic wellness, confidence, tech addictions, sleep and many many more things. So Bodana and Roman are holistic wellness mentors and they blog about tech addictions and produce a podcast that focuses on how to regenerate modern humans by repurposing the power of past through ancestral living, circadian fitness and relationships that all start with you. I may have said that word wrong again but Anyway, you'll correct no, me in a minute. Perfectly.
1: you said
0: it perfectly. He said it very well. <laughs> so, anyway, welcome, welcome on to the show. Um, I've, I've only ever had i must, must say i myself. Only ever had, uh, you I think you're the second lots of two I've had. So it's always great when you have double the uh, knowledge and information and wisdom. So, yeah, just uh, be great. Really, first of all, to hear a little bit about what is ancestral living and Caucasian fitness and. Like, how's that, like, why is that, like, really important to uh, both of you?
1: Okay, you want, I'll, I'll start yeah. with ancestral living. Yeah. Uh, For us, ancestral living essentially is when why we say we, we help modern humans to regenerate by repurposing the power of the past, because we look to our ancestors so often, and some may say, oh, it's outdated, Uh, they were backwards, but In in our transformations in our health and wellness, we have found so much wisdom uh, in how our ancestors lived and truly their way of life holds the key to better health today, because we feel we've become so disconnected from the basics of health, um, which essentially stem from our nutrition, our movement our relationship with nature, uh, the sun, and then you know things coming in in this modern age with tech and tech addiction. So for us, ancestral living, we tap into that all the time to think, okay, how is it done differently? How is it simpler? And, and how can this benefit us? Because just because something is quote unquote advanced does not mean that it's advancing our health.
2: Well said. And to give you a couple of poignant examples, for instance, vitamin D supplements. Um, So I got passionate about health because my family, mother, grandmother, grandfather, they all died from cancer. And I wasn't getting any answers from the medical community. I was getting some answers, but I knew there was more out there. And so it made me pursue truth in the field of health. So I wouldn't have to suffer and other people around me didn't have to suffer. Let's, but I had a big background in fitness and would take supplements all the time. And this is why we're passionate about ancestral living because it's a less is more approach where we help people buy less. So it's more affordable with just being empowered with knowledge. So let's just take vitamin D, for example, supplementation is great, but usually through food sources because Um, I know a researcher from MIT, Massachusetts Institutes of Technology, she showed how when you take a vitamin D supplement, it actually sends your body a false signal, and it can possibly calcify your arteries because it's not in balance with things like vitamin K and A, which are normally found in true vitamin D sources like cod liver and fish. Um, That's one thing. Uh, B12 is another one where there were studies showing how people actually had contracted, quadrupled the risk of lung cancer by taking B12 because they didn't have the proper bacteria to break it down. So there's so many examples that can go on and on uh, through this, but that's, this is why we believe in light, food, nutrition, movement, all the things our ancestors had and using modern uh, technology as a tool Rather than, a, rather than a supplement or a replacement for um, our human bodies, which for 100,000 years have been operating this way and only in the last 100 with the advent of modern uh, lighting systems and technology, our uh, systems have radically changed. So we were just trying to help people in this modern day and age use the systems that they already have in their body.
1: And just to add that to that, there was that radical shift that happened um, with the Industrial Revolution where our indoor culture started. And so if we think about it, uh, majority of our time was spent outside. We needed uh, outdoor light coming through um, our, where, where we lived, everything, we, we had that exposure. So, um, and that also imp- uh, impacts our circadian fitness, uh, which was the other part of your question, Johnny. Um, you know, what that is, it's, it's kind of like, it's like our master 24 hour clock in our body. Um, So when we see the morning light, it says, okay, time to go for the day, and it starts going. Um, If you can imagine, if we're not going outside, uh, like our ancestors did for thousands and thousands of years, this clock now is kind of all over the place, doesn't know what to do. Put on top of that exposure to devices and blue light um, and electromagnetic fields, it's impacting it negatively even more. So so we are sleeping in, it's impacting um, the weight we put on, uh, definitely our sleep. That is, you know, way off. So so it just it's it's amazing how everything fits into place. When we look at nature, and I always say this world was created perfectly for us. Just we've started using elements of it imperfectly, and unfortunately, in the process, we've become a chronically ill uh, society because of it. Uh, because we've gotten away so far away from from those back to basics, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. uh, approaches to our health. So,
2: mm. wow. so for for instance, and just to go back on the on what you're saying about the blue light, say so think it's important. Blue, in the morning, the morning sun has infinite amount of frequencies, but mainly has a lot of blue light in it in the morning, and uh, that's countered by red, which is regener- regenerative. But what have we done as a society? We've gone and inverted that, where we stay in in the morning because we're too tired, and then we get the blue light at night without any red frequencies around us, unless we ha- have red, red lighting in our homes. So now, what does that blue light do? it spikes cortisol which we know is a stress hormone but cortisol is also a hormone that gets its alert and it gets its going and it's not a bad thing but now we're spiking it at night versus spiking it in the morning and you know the sunrise is my natural form of coffee i get that blue light in the morning boom i'm up like it's going to force you to wake up and then i still have my coffee after <laughs> you know but it's at least getting me that kind of zing first thing in the morning um because our bodies require two-thirds light only one-third food as an energy requirement oh, wow. and you're not going to hear that yeah many other places and this is based on a photobiologist in germany his name is alexander runch who i follow but um and i'll leave you know i can give you info on that but two-thirds of all energy requirements from our body come from light and one-third from food so let that soak in. That is um, that that is a statistic that makes sense because back ancestrally we were outside all the time. Our skin, our eyes, we were soaking up those uh, electrons in the sky that were meant to live with.
0: So anyway, wow. I did. I didn't. You know. I didn't realize about the the two thirds of the body was impacted by light. Um, do you? I mean, from that study, there's quite a lot of us have. And perhaps like in my younger, like teenage years, it's like sort of impacted my skin, like acne, or sometimes we don't have as healthy skin as we would like. Do you think kind of some of those habits, not being out in light enough is impacting that as research shown that?
2: Absolutely. Um, 100%. Uh, I believe because, again, when we're not in a sunlight, we're not getting red uh all the um studies most of the studies that i've read at least even from the 1900s um uh, basically attacking ultraviolet uv light as something that's bad for us were done in lab environments without the presence of full spectrum sunlight mm. red light penetrates deeper into our skin regenerates the those deeper layers so we can clean up all the mess for, uh, and the damage that we accumulate during the day and then that allows the UV to come on and kind of fill in those gaps and and then really finish it off. But um, we're not getting that as a society, right? We're getting blue light in the morning mostly, and then we get out in the middle of the day or in the summer and we burn ourselves because we haven't got any red light. So um, absolutely, that red light, um, especially infrared, which is which is around uh, more in the morning, will penetrate deeper and it will help clean up that
0: cellular debris. Mm-hmm. Okay. With the um yeah, I, I think I'm certainly guilty from time to time of not getting out enough in kind of like this this work culture which I know quite a lot of us get caught up with like our laptops or working remotely uh, <laughs> all these kind of things um in in that sense. I wanted to touch a little bit on like tech addictions and um really like i know i'm guilty as as many people are on on my phone like constantly especially it's good to connect in some ways i find for me but yeah i know we can get a bit addicted and and things like that um like is there any way you found effective to kind of maybe work through that maybe someone you've coached with or work through to how we can kind of start maybe reducing some of that well
1: Uh, One example that comes to to me right off the bat uh, is I was working with uh, a young woman, um, well, around my age, uh, and uh, has a full-time job, uh, married, kids, and and she, you know, self-professed addicted to the news, and she had various news sources. She was constantly, you know, Mm -hmm. looking at that, Uh, and... And she, in working together, you know, she came to realize that that was filling a void for her, Um, whether it was, you know, anxiety, et cetera. But when we talked then about time spent with the family and I said, well, on average, how much do you think you're scrolling through every day the news? And it was about two, two two and a half hours a day. So I put it in perspective for her, okay, In a week, how much time in a month, in a year, how much time you're dedicating to that and taking away then from time with your children. You know, and sometimes we need that because as we know, it's that rabbit hole, right? Especially in the social media, we just can get sucked in and and that's the whole point, right? It's been built that way. Like, like you S- know, the
2: screening. the, the casino.
1: scrolling the casino kind of feeling of you know pulling on that um, slot machine. Slot machine. Thank you. Mm. Right. It gives that same dopamine hit for us. Uh, what What's next? What might I miss? You know, that whole fear of missing out kind of thing. So, so I think one, the awareness is huge, um, and and knowing that you are spending too much time, realizing then the why behind it. Um, because for me, and this is part of, of my whole philosophy, and part of my transformation journey was getting to root causes, always finding out there is always a root cause behind our actions. And, and you know, I go as far as saying our illness as well. So um, so in that, you know, just discussing it and putting it in those terms, giving her those kind of hard statistics it helped her to say, wow, that's it. I mean, it was, you know, not for everybody could be that easy of a switch, but sometimes it is. Uh, And she did make a considerable effort then afterwards to cut down on that time, because it was, it was always then at the back of her mind of how much she was then putting towards uh, not spending time with her family.
2: And, And if I can Uh, say something on that as well you know as coaches sometimes we always hear oh the mind and the body body mind but what does that really mean um when it comes to phones well our we know that our nervous system is tied to our hands and the way we use our hands develops circuitry in our brain that's why musicians artists um uh, athletes they have a lot more, uh, brain connections and the different regions fire and wire together than an average person. Um, so there is a fellow gentleman that, uh, I have helped and he's helped me understand the nervous system that has Parkinson's and he has developed all different kinds of hand exercises for himself to try to manipulate and fire up different parts of his brain again, uh, to literally play with his hands and use his fingers. Um, and this is why, uh, big tech executives, uh, like Steve uh, um, well, um, Steve Jobs, is no longer with us, but Bill Gates, um, uh, Jeff Bezos, they've put their children in Montessori schools and Waldorf schools, which teach them finger painting. So ask yourself, right? They don't give their children these devices, but they have their children engage in these holistic behaviors because they know that our brains need that engagement that's going to not only fire and wire our nervous system, but then set a stage for mental resilience down the road. And this is what we're finding more and more is that the hands are the gateway to the brain, along with so much more. And I I help people with set boundaries with the technology. So if you need to use it, that's fine. Personally, I love using a keyboard because I can kind of, and standing, I get that with the, into the flow a lot more easily. Uh, and writing, we know from people like Jim Quick, right, who talks about writing with our hands and how that how that fires different, uh, nervous pathways. So
1: brushing, brushing yeah. your teeth with your, the opposite hand. <laughs> yeah. I did. So. I started doing that because of Jim quick. He says, you know, primes your brain, right? So, mm-hmm.
2: so it really oh, is man. fascinating, yeah. but it's, it's, uh, it's liberating too. You know, we, we think, Oh, life is going to get hard without that device. Life actually improves without it. And, um, and again, back to those big tech executives, that's why they're doing it because they, they know that there are other avenues we can pursue, especially
0: with uh, our mind and body.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I love what you said. Um, I, I, that was a really interesting point about like our hands being connected and firing off. Like I, I never thought of it that way, but it's very true. It kind of like rang a bell. And also like what you said, Badana, about knowing where someone is because progress starts as truth. Right. And you've got to be honest with yourself. And it's like I'm spending this amount, like, I think most people, if they look at their screen time that I spoke into are like, wow. But then they continue. Sometimes they continue anyway, but actually breaking it down, what that might be costing you in terms of time with people, love, you know, time you could be spending yourself is actually quite amazing. That's why I have social media slots now. It's like I can go on it there, go on it there, but not there. And it's, uh, it does a lot. That's um, great. Yeah. We
1: commend you for that johnny absolutely. <laughs> oh, oh. absolutely and like you said you know we're not luddites we're not like you, you know carve out the cave and you know mm. live <laughs> live in yeah. there i mean we we use the technology and i mean it's it's part of our modern life but again like we said it's using it as a tool and i once you know thought of the analogy that um like with any technological advancement, there will always be those who are opposed and those who foreign think it's the best thing ever. Um, but if we think about, for example, a car, okay, so a car, we are now going faster from A to B, uh, than the horse and buggy or walking. Uh, and so it was a tool. But the car, if not used properly can also be a tool that kills accidents. drinking behind the wheel you're careless right so um, if you put that in terms of the tech addiction it it can be the same thing too because yes it may not be on on the exact same scale but it should be used as a tool and when it's not um i mean we we have we know now about bullying online right Um, Uh, all kinds of, you know, the sex predators. I mean, there is a very dark side Mm. to it all as well, right? Um, And, you know, teen mental health has really come up uh, as a big issue because of the shift um, from, you know, where our generation, we we played outside a lot more. Uh, We had that interaction as children one-on-one. And that shift has really gone more so to the connection that's being built through a phone, because they'll play games together uh, over the phone, you know, it, it's a different shift. Mm. And so it's, it's a huge psychological impact that way, too. So again, if not used wisely, if not monitored by parents, or, you know, I mean, it's been brought into our schools as well. It could it has the potential of being deadly in that way too.
2: And, and that wasn't long ago. In 2009, the iPhone 4 was released with the self-facing camera, allowed people to take selfies along with the Facebook like button. So now you have a perfect storm of, I can take a picture of myself and have it voted down or disliked by somebody. Mm. So this was like a one-two punch with, to our psyche only 14 years ago. And you, you'll you see uh, Jonathan hate. Who uh, writes for the New York Times? He's a popular author on Substack. He'll show the trends in teenage and child um, uh, suicide rates ever since two thousand nine. Track very well with what happened in two thousand nine. So it's just something to look at. And you know, I know correlation isn't causation, but using the precautionary principle, there are you know this should be raising alarm bells for a lot of us. But the good news is, it wasn't long ago, so we know how to live. It's just that we've gotten used to living a certain way. That's mm-hmm. all, and we just have to do it smarter, right? Work
0: smarter, not harder. Right, right. Mm, I think the the tool one, I totally resonate at that point. Using something like a phone and social media doesn't necessarily mean it's bad. You know, it's, it does some great things. Like we met, obviously. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. you've, I've met plenty of great people and interacted and you know i do obviously like to meet people like have my friends in person and local friends and that's important to me but you know you you meet plenty of people network people and that's using the tool for good in in that way in my view but yeah unfortunately there can be bad ways to use it and i think um use a couple of good analogies there as well um so yeah it's just and, about and it has
1: it. unfortunately to uh to add to that and and not to you know focus on the negative but this is one mm. of the issues that because we all deal with it um you know is is the like i mentioned before the void filling so um and that has become the truth for many uh one other lady that we had worked with um again became aware that it was after the passing of someone a loved one um that she was kind of filling her evenings with scrolling um you know and and she's very aware of her health everything like that but that didn't make that connection for her why her sleep was now suffering and so once we spoke and she cut that back, um, you know, to, to getting off devices a couple of hours before sleep, <laughs> she messaged this, I've had the best sleep yeah. I've had, in, you know, in ages, yeah. right? And, and so again, it's not that, you know, it's the big scary monster of, of um, you know, tech, it's just using it wisely and, and then understanding um, our health and how it works and it's small changes like that that can make a huge impact.
0: absolutely yeah it's um yeah it's surprising the sleep thing I remember when I just like would read before bed like an hour sometimes and just it was a way and waking up wow so refreshed you remind me to read um well I've got the book I just not read it they've got so many books I'm reading but like Jim Quick the the super super learning so you've inspired me to read that as well I'm pretty sure it talks about it in there as well just wanted to touch on obviously your holistic wellness mentors kind of this obviously all plays into it but could you kind of describe to us a little bit about what holistic wellness is is for you and uh, yeah sure um i'll i'll take this one i'll field
1: this question um and i'll start by by um, kind of giving a little bit of the story of of how we got to this point yeah. and, and why this became important to us because um, mm. it didn't kind of just pop out of nowhere but um for me and we have we have two different um you know kind of uh, health transformation stories but for me it was around you know age 20 when i was in second year university and i started um feeling symptoms of depression and um kind of felt out of nowhere but it was you know more weighing and weighing upon me to the point that I went to go see my doctor about it and um at that point I was told well um you know depression is on the rise uh you have depression uh, most likely hereditary so um you know, wrote me a prescription for um, SSRIs and and off I went for the next 15 years. And that was the, the story that I bought that um, I had a chemical imbalance in the brain and that's fed to a lot of people when it comes to mental health. And um, it was on our honeymoon uh, back in December, 2015, where That all culminated all those years uh, in a major burnout. I I pretty much shut down physically, mentally, emotionally, um, depression, high anxiety, uh, major insomnia, and uh, I put on medication again. And um, I, I was labeled as having a mixed mood disorder, which is fascinating because I could depressed and anxious at the same time you know a lot of very Freudian kind of stuff and this was the pinnacle this was like the fork in the road in my life because up to that point I had believed the narrative that um that I had you know mental disorders that you know um I wasn't well mentally and (laughs) it was that little spark inside thankfully that said I don't want to live like this because I felt like a zombie on the meds. Um, I, that feeling the, not feeling right in your own skin. I knew what that felt like. I, I just, I just didn't feel like there, there was a disconnection. And thankfully, um, my brand new husband didn't turn tail and run, <laughs> yeah. but, um, it was because of his support and his suggestions of we need to look into alternatives here that I decided to take that path for transformation. And that whole episode was like, you know, of course, now looking back, I can say it It was it was terrible to go through at the time um, because you feel out of control. You don't know what's going on. You feel shame. Um, all of it. Right. And it, it was the best gift my life because it that was that point of awakening for me and mm-hmm. wives because we completely revamped our nutrition got rid of sugar processed foods you know started eating organic again what our what earth offers us is there for the for the taking and for our nutrition right mm-hmm. um, moving every day and this is where seeing the sunrise in the morning came in um dealing with my insomnia through cognitive behavioral therapy. Um, because again, I was also given pills for that, you know, <laughs>
2: which, yeah. which you journaled, you created your own sleep journal and you yeah. did that as well. So, yeah. you know, holistic is all those things, exactly. you know, nutrition, getting outside, building the relationship with yourself and from being, you know, if take, keep taking it easy on yourself too. you know, cutting yourself some slack and building that relationship with yourself. And that's, right. You know? and
1: and that johnny of course is where that mindset comes in you know that you know about very well right and that I me mean, my self-confidence self-esteem was you know but everybody always oh you're just so strong you're you know and you feel the complete opposite inside you know uh, just this weathered thing and it was it was the beginning of an amazing transformational journey in that i had to acknowledge that my mindset um was very much at some point had turned to the negative um, major people pleaser so I of course was very disconnected with myself right and Mm -hmm. um, so it was that and and you know you know this very well too the whole idea of why did this happen for me and not to me and before that I would always think you know this happened to me of course this happened of course you know and now it was the okay What am I gonna do with this? And that's, again, why, you know, so to give you a long explanation, but just so that you could understand where it all came from, it just wasn't like, oh, this looks like a cool fad. Let's, Mm -hmm. you know, approach things holistically. It's what worked for me, transformed my life, got rid of the meds because there was no chemical imbalance. There, there, (laughs) There was no mental disorder. That's what it came down to in the end because I actually addressed the root causes. Um, you know, uh, of what brought me there after decades of neglecting, um, you know, a healthy way, a truly healthy way and holistic way of living. So, mm-hmm. and gratefully we embarked on that together. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's why we got to the point where we are today, because we realized also there's a lot of people in the same boat suffering the same way mm-hmm. and, um, exactly. into our passion
2: it's Like I, I like to say too, you know, as an aside, we don't live on the earth, we live in the earth, right? So, all of us are connected. Um, whatever we pollute, right, we do to ourselves, we are all living in this bubble, we are all living in this fishbowl. Um, and that is holistic, it's taking all those factors into, into account, and also your family, mm-hmm. relationship you have with them, uh, dreams. I mean, we can, there's so many things to explore, but this is mm-hmm. why we like starting with. What we can remove, and a less is more approach, and then replacing it with stuff that our bodies crave, because, it, you know, we don't like spending more time or money than necessary on supplements or um, routines or diets that are just going to frustrate us. So we mm-hmm. like to just go get back to the basics, as mm-hmm. basically.
1: Yeah, and a and a really great segue into something that we've been exploring a lot more recently that fits into the holistic uh, monologue is uh, epigenetics. And um, so again, going back to my story, right? I was told, I was written off pretty much like, well, it's hereditary here, take these pills. Um, You know, Mm what we've come to understand too is that our environment, our physical, psychological, you know, mental environment is what actually can turn genes on and off. So that's why you can have things like identical twins living completely different lives even though they they came from the same egg and everything you think okay genetically they should have the same illnesses if they have illnesses or or whatnot right um but one could end up incredibly ill um because of xyz circumstances and the other lived to 100 so um so that that's an Another rabbit hole and fascinating aspect, but again, why we have to take in to consideration our holistic living, because it's essentially everything that we are surrounded with impacts us. We are completely, totally, fully interconnected.
0: Mm. Yeah, I love that, the kind of integration of everything. I personally, uh, at the end of each day, I'll score myself in my five areas of life, uh, physical, emotional, spiritual, uh relation actually i divided relationships in the family and then uh other relationships and then all friends and then other relationships close relationships and then finances business and it's about i kind of like score myself and it's like what did i do in that day for each of those and it's like therefore why did i get the score so yeah i do i do like admire uh the the holistic picture you're looking at and kind of resonate with it as well, well are you trying to nice. be
1: that's amazing, Johnny. That's great. that's great that you do that, yeah. like self-reflection every single day. You
0: know, I
2: I used to do that actually, and thanks for reminding me because I <laughs> need to do that again. I would do that every morning, and
0: um, yeah, that's right. Thank you for that.
1: That's
0: right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> cool, awesome. So it sounds like you both had a couple of different stories to get into this holistic wellness. And Roman, I think you mentioned the you know an- ancestors had um, you know cancer, so that's I guess what kind of sparked you into this this area.
2: Yes. Yep. Um, my mother died, um, when I was around 15, um, I was 16 and she was very young, you know, um, my grandmother, when I was around 18 and then my grandfather shortly after. And it just, um, it it was just very strange to me because they were pretty healthy, but then I saw things that, you know, my mother had a, a afraid relationship with my stepfather. There was a lot of abuse there. Right. And, uh, that's what has made me very patient with people now that I that I mentor, and because I see those patterns, and um, and that's why I want to help people so much. You know, I um I got got waylaid after um, or veered off track um, after my uh, grandparents and my mother died. A lot of anger, uh, obviously, and I went into tech sales, selling computers. I thought, oh, I'll just make money this way. I wanted to be a psychologist and help other people, but then I'm like, ah, I'm going to have to sit behind a desk. I don't want to do that. So for 10 years, I sold computers. And then I saw how entrenched and addictive and just dirty the industry was becoming. And then when I found out that there was a potential link discovered at the University of Washington in 1998 by Henry Lye, independent scientist, also peer-reviewed a link with electromagnetic wireless radiation and cancer and DNA strand breaks, that really set me off because now I said, okay, I'm, I'm no longer going to sell this technology. Um, I, I see how it's becoming for children and I want to get down to find out the answers. Obviously, you know, cancer can be caused by many different things, but getting back to epigenetics and our environment, uh, our light around us Our radiation that's invisible so how do we control it yeah we can say we're all surrounded by it there's nothing we can do or we can take action in little steps and and then from the inside out change our environment and it is possible so for the last seven years i've been researching that and uh it's been a fascinating journey of self-discovery and i never wanted to take uh a physics class again, but now I'm forcing myself to, so it's been uh, it's been great. Um, so that's that's a little bit about my story.
0: Mm. Well, we, we appreciate the work you're doing, both of you. So, yeah, making an impact on many lives. Um, with this, and I've got a lot of appreciation for the whole holistic wellness space. So that's great so just before we wrap up i know we could, we could probably go on for ages with this, this kind yeah. of stuff so much so many layers and so much value and so much nuggets you provided today so from each of you it'd be really useful to hear what's your what would be your number one i know there's probably many number one confidence tip that you would leave the listener with and also if the listener wants to find out a little bit more about both of you wants to connect with you where can they find you well
1: Right off the top of my head, um, number one tip for confidence. And this, again, applied for me, I would say is um, following your gut and believing in yourself because we too often give away our power to others, maybe the expert, the doctor, the practitioner, whatever it may be, when deep down inside, we have those answers. We just haven't been willing to dig for them. So... That for me was big because again, that people pleaser, it was about everybody else and not listening to myself. And so how can you possibly be confident when you haven't put yourself first? So so that is something that I would really um, push home. And, and it's part of our motto. It's it's the whole, like we say, you are more powerful than you know. And, and we truly, truly are. Mm-hmm.
2: I'll give a more shallow example, uh, but very easy to follow. Uh, Amy Cuddy, who uh, did a TED Talk, you know the whole thing with body language, um, and it's uh, just stand every day with your arms outstretched over you uh, for just I think it's two minutes, and it decreases cortisol and um, by fifteen percent and it boosts your confidence or just standing like uh, with your um, the
1: wonder, res- woman pose. wonder woman pose
2: <laughs> with your uh, hands at your sides um that body language again the mind body connection that signals to your brain that you're in charge and being assertive is not about being all rah-rah bang the door down it's about being relaxed right the leaders need to be relaxed and this is what i help uh, other people with especially uh the course that, that we built out with uh tech addiction helping their children get back to those ancestral strategies, you know, doing those postures again to then feel more empowered Um, and just simple things like this. I know it sounds way too easy, but if you do it, anything like that day after day, it does compound Mm -hmm. and, or, you know, you can physically compound it with the gym, right? Like I do pull-ups. So my hands are always over or overhead squats, right? I have the barbell over my head for 10 minutes and that's really, you know, Mm signaling power and so there and we shouldn't take it lightly these are things that work
1: and it counters the default position of when we're on our phones mm. we're our head down right which is a very disempowering you know our, our body and mind connection right it's a disempowering oh way to sit and we we forget about that
2: so yeah if you'd like to find us um we you can come on over to our website. It's thepowercouple.ca. That's thepowercouple.ca. And you'll find all kinds of information there. Uh, We have our EMF blog, which is our Substack blog. We also have a course that we're releasing uh, called EMF or Electromagnetic Field 101, which is great for educators, parents, teachers, and medical professionals. It'll take you through the gamut of what are EMFs and how are they impacting your sleep, and how you can optimize your health, and most importantly, heal the relationship you have with that technology, which is basically the relationship you have with yourself.
1: Right. And last but not least, we also have the Power Couple Podcast. So please join us there as well.
0: Awesome. Be sure to link link those links up in the uh, show notes below. So once again, Roman Madonna, it's been uh, great having you on. So thank you for everything you've shared today.
1: Thank you, Johnny. Thank you so much.
0: So that concludes our episode for today. And remember, you are in control of your own self-esteem and confidence.